Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian Tian with your market view. Now, while we may not be able to teleport you to the metaverse, we hope to get you thinking about the financial and economic implications of building the metaverse today. Well, on that note, did you know that a recent analysis performed by Deloitte estimated that the impact of the metaverse to GDP in Asia could be between 0.8 to 1.4 trillion US dollars per year by 2035. And that's roughly about 2.4% of overall GDP. I'll call the Metaverse in Asia Strategies for Accelerating Economic Impact. The report showcases the potential impact of the Metaverse in 12 Asian economies and also highlights the strategies adopted by these countries to capture the rewards of the Metaverse. But what are some of these strategies and how much investments do countries need to put in to reap the rewards of change? To address these burning questions, let's welcome our guest for today, Delisha Kula. Surya, Southeast Asia leader at Deloitte Center of the Edge. Hi, Delisha. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. Great to have you as always. And Delisha, let's start by looking at the report by Deloitte. Well, the report estimated that the impact of the metaverse to GDP in Asia could be between 0.8 and 1.4 trillion US dollars per year by 2035. So tell us how significant this is and how did the team arrive at this number? Sure, this number is quite significant. It's not insignificant. If you think of the overall ICT, information and communications technologies impact on the GDP today, it's about 3 to 5%. So an additional 1.3 to 2.4 is significant. When we looked at how to uh, calculate, estimate this number, you could, you could take different approaches. You could look at uh, potential market size. You could look at use case driven, adoption driven and investment driven. And we chose to use an investment driven approach given the nascent stage of the metaverse. It's really hard to gauge use cases and adoption at this early stage, right? And the relationship between ICT uh, investments, capital and GDP is very well studied. So we use that as a rubric and as an estimate to look at the investments going into metaverse applying to the GDP as well. And that's how we achieved this, uh, arrived at this number of 0.8 to 1.4 trillion, kind of a middle case and a top end case for the metaverse. Right. So, um, Delisha, Deloitte did mention that the 0.8 to 1.4 trillion US dollar figure per year may only come to fruition if sustained technology investments are made in the next five to 10 years. So take us through what are the investments needed to achieve this impact and also at what cost? Absolutely. So um, what we did was we took previous studies that were well documented. In this particular case, we used a study done by Goldman Sachs where they had the mid uh, kind of central level is our bottom and then the upper bound is a high level. That's why we have the 0.8 to 1.4. And the central scenario requires globally an investment of 140 billion per year now through 2029, which would then result in the 2035, the, 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 the 0.8 trillion kind of uh, response by 2035. The upper bound is 270 billion. Now, to put this in context, in the first half of this year, in 2022, we've already seen investments up to $122 billion. So it's very clearly within that range. So assuming that these investments stay on till the end of the year, and, and until 2029, we should see the results we're expecting. Few more things to note here, right? Uh, when we think of the metaverse, there are two gravities we talk about. One is kind of technology and investment gravity. 
the money going to it, it's so much that it's kind of inevitable that it's going to happen. The second is demographic gravity. The number of people who are using the metaverse and using getting used to these technologies today, they're going to grow up and expect this. And Asia plays a big role in this because 60% of the world's youth live in Asia. So demographic gravity becomes an important part here. And that's part of the investment into talent is another part that we see here is important. I just want to take a step back. When you talk about, when we talk about investments, are we talking about investments by large tech firms? Are we talking about investments in terms of VCs? Are we talking about investments uh, by corporates into manpower, as you mentioned? It, it's all of the above, right? So it's investments going into the technology stack, it, everything from semiconductors to the equipment, the hardware, the software, everything. It's investments going in by VC firms, funding startups, getting into the, to build upon these platforms. And it's investments going into talent. And that's where the demographic piece comes away. It also, it's investments going to the local infrastructure, uh, 5G, 6G networks, and all of that as well. So it's the collective investments at all this, which is why it's not a large number when you think of those investments that are already in play. Well, the research team, uh, you guys also mentioned in the report that countries are approaching the metaverse from their own unique direction. So which are the countries that you think will be interesting to watch and what kind of strategies are they adopting? Well, each of the countries in Asia are taking a different approach to this. We see some, um, one in particular that's leading the pack is South Korea. South Korea has come up with a comprehensive plan, uh, a blueprint for how they're looking at the metaverse, and they're much more integrated how they're, uh, how they're approaching it. But uh, we've seen metaverse uh, uh, kind of be explicitly called out in economic plans for China and Japan as well. Uh, Singapore, Hong Kong are also leaning in from... Uh, uh, technology standpoint as well as a regulatory standpoint. And then you have, if you think of uh, the, the current population supporting global technology, Pakistan, Philippines, some of those countries that you might not think of have a huge talent base that can be part of the investments into this as well, right? So each of the countries are gonna take a different flavor. Those who are ahead on the technology stack are gonna continue that and may reap some of the early benefits. And those who are behind might have some hidden gems in terms of them being further ahead in talent or further ahead in, let's say, consumer-facing mobile. In that case, in terms of segments of the economy, Delisha, which are the sectors that would benefit the most from the metaverse and where are the opportunities from what you're seeing? So the way we see the metaverse is not a world where you're walking around wearing glasses, VR goggles or AR goggles. It's, it's a facet of the next internet, right? So you could be wearing those goggles and be much more immersive. Now, when you think of it as a, a facet of the next internet, every single sector is going to get impacted. It will be more pervasive, more more kind of immersive, it will connect physical and digital. So every sector will be, eventually, will be kind of taken over by the metaverse. However, in Asia, we are seeing certain sectors like leaning in on this. Retail is a big one. If you think of social commerce, this part of the world leads in social commerce. Right? Mm. We're doing way more in social commerce in Asia than, let's say, the Western world. So in that segment, uh, the use of AI humans, uh, there's a K-pop band in, uh, in Korea right now that's made up fully of artificial humans. There are artificial human influencers in Japan, Korea, Taiwan, Thailand, and all these countries. Right? So in, those, in the retail sense, I think we're going to see this part of the world leading in. Then there's a second part, which is less spoken about. It's the industrial metaverse. This is kind of the next version of the digital twins. And once again, in Korea, you're seeing uh, Hyundai building a whole factory that's uh, going to be on the metaverse. 
uh, and you're seeing Singapore's doing some interesting stuff with healthcare. So there are some sectors that are leaning in, but it's very early stage. But if you think of it as the next internet, there are segments like retail, commerce, and digital twins that Asia will be leading in on. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Delisha Kulasuriya, Southeast Asia leader at Deloitte Center for the Edge. Well, Delisha, I want to zoom in on Singapore. Deloitte's analysis suggests that the potential 2035 economic impact of the metaverse in Singapore is some nine to 17 billion US dollars per year. So how does this compare with the rest of the region? And as always, what's driving those numbers? Right, as I mentioned before, um, I mean, this, this calculation is an estimate based on investments going in. And we would see that, you know, if you look at percentage of GDP, given China's GDP compared to Singapore, it's not gonna be comparable. China's gonna have a bigger impact. However, uh, the investments going in, so Singapore's uh, one of the wealthiest countries in the region is ranked number one for digital readiness index, right? So given the infrastructure it has today and the investments they're making today, we would assume Singapore, we would expect to see Singapore on the higher end, if not exceeding our target for what we expect, plus to reach that earlier, maybe even before 2035. So for example, um, what many people here might not know is Singapore is one of the leading destinations for esports. And as such that I think last week, the International Olympic Committee uh, announced that Singapore will, will host the first ever Olympic esports week next week in, next year in June. And gaming is going to be a big part of the metaverse and this next internet. And therefore, Singapore's leading on that. Singapore also is uh, doing some cutting edge stuff on uh, healthcare in the metaverse. So they conducted the world's first holographic technology uh, guided uh, heart surgery. So because of their early investments, because of their leaning into digital, we expect Singapore to achieve those numbers faster and maybe even increase upper bound than some of the other countries. In the meantime, you know, um, Julisha, it's been a rather challenging time for the tech industry so far. We've seen at least one major company investing in the metaverse only to end up to say that, hey, it might be uh, not the wrong call perhaps at this point in time. So do you think it is too early for companies to start investing in the metaverse? And what are the risks for corporates? Um, as with any uh, any digital technology, it is a risk to get into it. But I think the bigger risk is to not get into it. Once again, if you see that it is as a facet of the next internet and you need to achieve fluency, digital fluency in how you participate in that, the earlier you get in, even in a small way to understand what works, how it works, what investments you need to make, will make your investment choices much smarter and much more appropriate. So our recommendation is that you get in even in a small way, uh, understand the landscape and how you might play in it and not to wait until it's too late where um, you find that you're way behind some of your, your peers or competitors. Right. And talk about investing into the metaverse. There are risks involved. Some people might invest in it only to realize that they will not make it. While some people may be too late to get into a game, they might lose out on it. Do you think this shift towards the metaverse is inevitable? And do you think we would see a reshuffle of tech giants after this so-called battle to build up the metaverse? The metaverse is inevitable. Um, purely because of if you look at the investments the, the the just the size of the investments going into building this next phase of the internet it is inevitable it's going to happen the shape that the metaverse will take is dependent on many things including who's making those investments therefore who's making the choices about what it could look like and the regulations the regulatory bodies that are coming in who are going to be the thing 
and shaping factor for what this metaverse could look like, right? So in terms of the big players, the current big players are the ones who are making the biggest investments into the metaverse, right? And they are being criticized. Some are being criticized for it. Um, however, that also gives them the opportunity to shape what that looks like. So they do have a outsized play in what it could look like. Uh, at the same time, I would say that um, there are new entities that we don't think about much, the gaming engines, Unity and Unreal are what a big part of the metaverse is built on. The industrial uh, internet, when you think of Omniverse, is another NVIDIA, right? It's another aspect of how the metaverse is built on. So these things are new that are not considered in the big tech players today that are going to come into here. Um, and there's another version of this decentralized, right? The blockchain, all of that coming into play, which is yet to be seen how that's going to play out. But if you are not participating in it, you don't get an opportunity to shape it. Right. Thank you very much for those insights, uh, Delisha. That was Delisha Kula Surya, Southeast Asia leader at Deloitte Center for the Edge. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.